Welcome to the Enterprise Excellence Podcast, where our purpose is to help create a better future. Learn from our world's experts how to improve your organization sustainably. Learn how to achieve and sustain an excellence journey for yourself, others, and the planet. And I'm your host, Brad Jevons, coming to you from Brisbane, Australia. We are proudly brought to you in association with SA Partners, a world-leading business transformation consultancy. SA Partners are a truly purposeful company focused on helping organisations achieve sustainable improvement for themselves, others and the planet. Welcome to episode 53 of the Enterprise Excellence Podcast. Today we are chatting again with Mr. David Mann in the final instalment of this two-part episode. In the previous episode with David, we spoke about creating a lean management system with visual controls at the front line and support from middle management. We talked about showing employees respect by asking them to contribute to the problems that aggravate them daily. The lean management system that David developed has a powerful positive effect on how people think about the place where they come to work every day. It's a great episode to listen to before you get to this one if you have the chance. Today we'll chat about the role of middle and senior management in this lean management system. Let's get into the episode. So David, if with lean management system, being able to create the visual controls at the front line so you can capture hour by hour and get the reds which are really just the challenges from the day before and capture the data that I guess it's like you mentioned, the ability for that person or that person on the front line to be able to write down what they believe it was and get that initial data and then have that go to an accountability meeting, which involves the cross-functional support people above. And then you're creating another visual accountability system off the back of that, where you're committing to get things fixed and solved there. And that's going on to that, you know, that, chart you mentioned where you've got a line for each person and then you've got the the days upcoming that you can easily assign that and red and green that too then what about what about um middle management and senior leadership out in the lean management system what do you find critical from that that point of view because i've got to imagine that that system's running it's running well but senior leadership or middle management could come in and either help it or hinder it at the same time. Exactly. The, um, the response to that, uh, which, so I'm, I'm now in a different position. I'm, I'm leading an internal team um, and we're working on um, enterprise lean stuff, uh, business pro- cross-functional business process um, improvements. Mm. And uh, uh, we, could only do this because we had the support of the handful of senior executives, uh, CEO, direct report, corporate officer people, who um, they uh, they contributed a person um, to to this. Uh, it was the office lean consulting team by name. They contributed a person, so they had that kind of skin in the game, and. Uh, uh, and they, you know, wanted us to focus on. Uh, I remember the, one of the problems that we that we took on to work on uh, was one that I have a. I've got one of those, you know, engraved glass paperweights for being on a team to solve this problem. That um, that I uh, that that dated back 25 years from when I when right. I first joined the company. And we're working on the same problem. It, it just—it it, was—it—it—it it, it really resisted being solved. So, um, 
um, it it uh, it was going to require some support from senior executives because the the problem crossed their organization into some into one of their peers' organizations. Yeah. So we really needed their involvement more than just you know here's some headcount and go do good work. Uh, and we got into a situation where uh, I went to uh, my boss, who was one of these senior leaders. And, uh, you know, I'd go meet with her every, you know, four or six weeks. And I'd walked in and sat down. We had a good relationship. And she tells me, David, you have a problem. Got, yeah. got my attention right away. And, and the problem was that, that we were losing the interest of the senior executives whose support we needed to continue doing this work. Because, you know, you're crossing organizational boundaries. It's sensitive stuff. So I, you know, I definitely took this seriously. Went back and met with the team, um, the office lean consulting team. And, and we asked ourselves some very basic questions. We, were, we had been making basic mistakes. We asked ourselves basic questions. Um, and the, the first question was, who are these people? What, what, do, we, what do we know about them? Uh. And, you know, everyone on the team had, you know, been at the company for, you know, a minimum of five years and, and many a lot more than that. So it's, it's like a little village. You know, we, we knew the, the executives. We had come from their areas. And we, uh, um, so, so this is where we're moving from the, the, from the plant or office floor um, beyond the support groups to the, to the senior people yeah. who are the, the ones who have the, uh, you know, can encourage um, improvement activities going on. And uh, we found that, that we were, we'd been taking them for granted. Um, we'd been treating them as though they were, we were, we were trying to teach them lean the way we were taught lean, which was by learning to be a lean implementer apprentice in which they had no interest at all. Yeah. A couple of them had come up through operations. They didn't want to do that. They, you know, that was not their work to do. And the others were like, I, you know, I, I, I've never worked in implementing change. Uh, and we, so we devised, uh, uh, we'd been Gemba walking with them. And I, there's, I, talked about the what we went from and to in the in in the gimbal walk um and part of the book um but the long and the short of it was we wanted them to be able to see with their own eyes what was happening at the work face whether it was uh in an office or in a factory mm. and so um we thought the best way to do that would be to teach them how to assess the health of the lean management system, which as we were just talking about, is all visual. There's yeah. nothing hidden there. Um, and so we started gimbal walking them on the lean management system on the proposition that if you see that the lean management system is healthy, it's a very simple matter of, of saying, these are the things you should look for. Mm. Um, if the lean management system is healthy, you can be confident that the lean production system is healthy. But if yeah. the lean management system is not healthy, neither is the lean production system. Mm. 
this was this was our assertion, and I, um, I've I've seen it many many times. I've seen that as the case. Yeah. Um, so the um, when we asked ourselves, who are these people? So these are very competitive, very fast learners, eager to be able to make a difference. Some of them thirsting for some hands-on. Uh, and definitely wanting to drive change. So um, uh, uh, there are um, there are some documents, that, all of which are for free download at my website that that are um, assessments of the lean management system. Uh, and uh, it's a it, it's single trial learning. We we'd go down to uh, to an area where there's a project. Uh, there, there would be uh, charts like uh, in the background, uh, in your uh, on, on your side of the recording, and we'd say, so you know, so what do you think? And they'd say, oh well, it's like, you know, it looks it's it's neat. It's got some stuff written on it. And I can see that. And and we would do the um, the uh, one of my primary lean teachers is a um, an engineer, Merrick Pietkowski. Uh, who uh, uh, was a Toyota um, assembly plant manager in um, Cambridge, Ontario, Canada. And I was lucky enough to have him as a teacher. And uh, uh, he was, uh, his native language is Polish. And, and he would imitate the, the Toyota Motors, North America, Canada, um, President Gemba walking him, Merrick, <laughs> and uh, so, so I, so I'm out on the floor. He's telling you know, he's, you know, you learn lean by telling stories about it yeah. in a lot of ways. So he's telling me a story about being out on the floor with his, uh, with his, you know, executive president to, to whom he's reporting, and uh, and he would say, and so, and so, my president told me, oh, Merrick, no good. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Merrick's like, hmm. I, I have to figure out what no good means now. So, so uh, I would do that, and and we would do that. Each of the team members, we each would would do these uh, these walks with uh, the new material for executive gimbal walks, some coaching. And uh, say, so what do you so what do you see? So well, you know, I and it just, they're rated on a five point scale each one of these dimensions. Yeah. No, it's, it's I'd say I'd say they're 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 uh, probably a high three, low four. And at that point, we wow. do the all Merrick, no good. <laughs> the idea is um, to teach them to see what what we were seeing. And and these these visual controls are they're well they're visual. You can tell at a glance with like you know thirty seconds of explanation what good and bad are. Yeah. And uh, and so we uh, so after so we're 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 walking off the floor after this observation down in the on where a project is going on. And we and we'd ask them how do how would you rate them? We'd give them the oh David no good, <laughs> and then you have about a ninety second teachable moment, and and these are people who've gotten an A on every test they've ever taken. Um, this is a test 
and they really want to know how to do well next time. So they're really focused and say, well, what I saw was, and then, you, you know, give a couple of details um, that would be the sort of the critical factors you'd look for and uh, say, well, then we'll come back to, we'll go to a different area, you know, next time and, and we'll see how it goes. And they were, um, they were one trial learners. They would pick that stuff up, you know, like that. Yeah, and you and, don't have to sit them in a classroom for half a day, which they don't have time. Which for. they hate. They hate with a passion. Yeah. Their, their world is busy. Yes, yes. So this was something that, um, you know, the way this works, or at least the way it's worked in my experience, you get um, um, some articulate, um, often a technical person, uh, typically an engineer, um, who can uh, make the case for why um, lean is important and, and why you should sign up for these um, objectives for your next quarter or for your next year um, for, for your function, you know, Mr. or Ms. Vice President. Um, and, uh, you know, they wanted to hit those objectives. And, and they found that this ability to assess for themselves rather than the sanitized reports that filter up to them we wanted them to see for their own eyes and, uh, and to uh, ask us where, you know, who do you think I should talk to about making sure that this problem at the, at the, at the very base level that this problem gets solved because they recognize that, that somewhere between um, these, these frontline people doing their work and up through the management structure reporting to the executive, there's a break in the chain of uh, of of uh, uh, implementing lean down through down through the chain of command, yeah. and that's and that's a uh, responsibility that's unique to managers. Uh, those are improvements that only managers can make. Um, we would give them, uh, you know, we weren't didn't want it. We weren't throwing anybody under the bus, but we're saying, you know, maybe you could, you know, go talk to Joanne in uh, in this area. So Joanne was going to get Gemba walked and, uh, and get some, some uh, feedback on, on what the expectation was uh, from, uh, from her ultimate boss. Wow. And that, that has worked very well. Go to enterpriseexcellencepodcast.com backslash downloads to download a lean management system form David has kindly provided. Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast to help others gain insights and create a better future. Let's get back into the episode. It sounds like a, an amazing journey to bring the leadership on and really help them. One, I guess you got their voice to really understand them and then created a lean management system that they play a part in that they valued. And then you put some structure to it, David, like this, these assessment forms or these review forms that you had for them what what did they look like like i guess they were to really be able to go down and help them understand just by looking at the form and with a bit of coaching but then also be able to mark is it a one is it a three is it a four is it a five um so we did two or three things um one is we is we um created a set of forms that was designed for um, executive students, um, one page, um, what they, what the intent is, um, 
five or six questions and you take a highlighter and highlight one or two for today's gimbal walk. Um, and uh, when we started that, we had a we had a one page handout, which is also this is stuff is all you know freely accessible. Um, a one page handout. It was a in a PowerPoint notes page in sort of like I don't know like sixteen or eighteen point type, so it was easy to read. I mean, you know, so you could read it standing up. It was simple, uh, and it described the. Um, the these two unique responsibilities of of managers they're responsible uh for the fidelity of uh the chain of command their chain of command in um in implementing down through the chain uh and they were responsible for their strategy mm. and in in most cases uh and i don't think this was unusual in our case um, you know, the, these executives, they're, they're extremely capable people, but they don't know anything about lean and, uh, and, and you wouldn't expect them to, yeah. um, yeah. but, but they're, but they've now, um, endorsed the lean strategy as that's baked into their annual goals. So we wanted them and we thought it would, we thought it would be helpful for them to be able to assess the health of the lean strategy by assessing the health of the lean management system at the lowest level, at the frontline level in their organization. And so this is all on a, you know, one page, very straightforward. This is, this is why we're doing this mm. because we think, because we think this will provide you with a better day at work. Yeah. Because it's gonna it's gonna be able to uh, identify problems for you and help you resolve them, and uh, you know when you when anytime you ask someone to do something different from what their regular practice is, there's there's a thought bubble that immediately forms. The content of which is, what's in it for me? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so what's in it for the executives is. Um, you can be confident that you know what the state of your of your strategy is, and you can be confident that you understand the fidelity with which your chain of command um, can implement direction all the way down through. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, I think that you know, I think that uh, uh, I think that's worked. It speaks to them. Yeah, and I love that language you use there too, David, because. The senior executive going to the Gemba, going to the front line and learning and assessing, I guess a lot of their thought is, where do I need to apply energy? Where do I need to learn and where do I need to grow? And where do I need to apply energy down through the management levels to help improve the front line? Because they're the leaders of the leaders, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, it, and if, they can, if they can demonstrate, I mean, people, you know, we, people used to joke with us about, uh, leaders on the floor. Oh, there is an executive sighting today. It's like the queen has been, has been spotted down on the floor Yeah, um, because it was very unusual. What we wanted uh, among many things, but what we wanted executives to do would be able to go to the place. This is the, the absolute basic, go to the place, look at the process, talk to the people. And, uh, and, and the, you know, all those reports 
immediately fade into the background when someone says, I mean, I had this experience. I was, um, went and talked to uh, a team leader in one of the, one of the factories that I, it was sort of a circuit rider in, I would, you know, go to occasionally. And I um, asked this uh, zone leader of uh, uh, um, how this, it was a, it was a production tracking chart, right? Uh, I asked him how this chart was working for him. And uh, he used an obscenity, um, which, I, which I, I won't use here, but it had to do with uh, the southbound end of a northbound bull. <laughs> and he, he tears it off the wall and he says, this thing is worthless. I've been writing stuff on this chart for, for six weeks. Not a single thing has happened. Yeah. So where so where's the problem? Problem is not the zone leader. He's frustrated because he's not getting his problem solved. Uh, and so the problem is someplace between the zone leader and the executive vice president. And it's the executive vice president's unique responsibility yeah. to do something about that. Yeah. He's the leader of the leader. His job is to coach and lead performance of the leaders. That's, That's right. Yeah. That what. I've got a question going through my mind is often the language and the body language and the verbal language that senior leaders use when they're at Gamba can either go well or go badly. Mm -hmm. What did you experience in that regard when with taking those senior leaders to the front line, did you have any experiences when their language was maybe not helpful and how, how did you deal with that? Well, the, so this one page, one page um, Gemba note-taking sheet starts, it, so it's got, it's got the intent. So we're looking at uh, visual controls. So there's a brief statement of intent. Uh, and, and then there are five or six or seven questions, three or four of which we're asking the, um, the executive uh, to uh, learn something about at, to be able to make a judgment on. So that that's actually a script. Yeah. Nice. So 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 Brad, tell me about the uh, tell me about the you know the Zipner throughput uh, issues and the way you can tell if you're on on track or not. Oh well, that's I, so I I can talk the talk, and I understand enough about this because we've had a three minute conversation between the elevator and and this part of the, of the office floor. And uh, they're, I mean, they're, you know, they are, they are very quick and they're, and they're used to talking to people after they've had some staff preparation. And this, this, this document and this process is all the staff preparation that they needed to be able to carry on um, a, you know, a pretty impressive sounding conversation about an, an issue that had been going on in this part of the business. And, uh, uh, and, and the expectation was, you know, if, if, there, if there's a problem, I want you to tell me about it. You don't have to name names, but I want you to tell me about it because this is, because this is important to our strategy. And he can do a, like, a, you know, like 30 seconds on why is this important? And uh, they were very good at it. I w they're impressive. You know, they're, they're impressive people. That's amazing. So in a way, Dave, you're describing 
the standard of that Gemba form, that that form you developed, and the coaching that you gave that leader as you went to the front with them, basically created the system that they could be effective with. I really, right. I really like that description. It makes it simple, it was, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I one uh, one of our one of our executive clients, um, one of the team members, uh, met her. Uh, you know, to, for, a, you know, for one of these gamble walks. And she said, Oh, Oh, what's the, what's the process today? Right. You know, yeah. what are we going to go look at? I'm, I'm ready. So, so you have, you've got the, you've got the agenda for the gamble walk. It's completely on this one page. You've got the agenda, you've got the process. Um, you have a bit of a script um, and, and they're, they're ready to go. Yeah. And they're learning by uh, doing. They're learning by doing. And it's also important. What we found in when they stopped coming to our Gemma walks was that they, it was, uh, it was uncomfortable for them. You know, they, uh, they'd ask a simple question and there would be a, um, you know, a value stream map that, you know, very complicated if you've never seen one before. Yeah. And these were office processes. So they were much more complicated in many cases than the manufacturing ones. And the team member or members who are narrating the map are, are using language that's not familiar to them. And, and so you can sort of see the, you know, beam me up, Scotty, signal, you know, in their thought bubble. But when they when when they were prepared, and and felt prepared, they were confident, and comfortable, uh, and uh, uh, competent at 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 making this assessment and at and at participating in this uh, interaction. Yeah. And they, uh, uh, we never missed. Uh, we had prior to that, we went back and took a look when I went back to the team after Nancy told me I had a problem. It turns out that we'd kept good records and exactly half the gimbal walks had been canceled, never rescheduled. And uh, so that was the problem, losing their interest. So we redid the processes we've just been talking about and they'd show up for everyone. Yeah. They felt comfortable. There was a structure. Yeah. yeah. It was, they, they, they knew what to expect of them and they, and they were getting something out of it. Yeah. That's powerful. David, with the, the discussion we've been ha having, it, it's so powerful, you know, create visual controls on the front line that allows us to identify challenges and then have the visual meeting above that to be able to, you know, pull together the right cross-functional team members to be able to solve those and make that visual. So you know exactly mm -hmm. what we're for, where we we've got challenges with that, mm -hmm. and then build a system to enable the executive to go to Gemba and learn in a simple, structured way that then allows them to go back and you know coach and develop their leaders below them to be able to have the whole system healthy. But what right. what stops organisations implementing this type of system? Though? Because I'm sure, well, I guess I know myself. Not not every organisation does this but what stops them doing it and how can they go about avoiding that it's um i mean that's 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 a difficult question it's a million dollar um, question sometimes isn't it? 
Um, but I think part of it for us was um, uh, what what enabled us to be successful uh, was first of all that uh, that that we'd kept the and I'm the, the uh, this uh, the activities that we're talking about the office team activities came after um, uh, three terrible years of contraction um, after the dot com bubble collapsed right. and uh, we weren't selling a lot of office furniture because people were getting rid of office furniture as they went on a business. Um, and the, uh, uh, the lean work uh, that we'd done, that the company had done in the factories had enabled us uh, to, um, to reduce a lot of space to become much more efficient uh, and and basically, you know, keep the keep the doors open. Um, we, you know, executives have, you know, were persuaded that that was true. So we so we had a good reputation going in, and then we uh, we we made this the we recovered um, after uh, learning that. That we had not, that we had, we were failing to engage the interest of our customers, and mm -hmm. and we did something about it, and it turned out that that design was, uh, uh, they liked it, uh, and I think they felt it was useful, and it and it enabled them to see into parts of their own organizations that heretofore they were impenetrable. Yeah, but this yeah. this was a way of of looking. Um, all the way down through, and I and I think they found that really beneficial. Mm. Uh, and there is a test after every one, and they got an A on every test. So you're going to like that class, aren't you? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Because I guess a lot of executives, either consciously or unconsciously, they'll often be fed filtered data and filtered information. So there's nothing more no. powerful than actually going and seeing. Brad, how can you say such a thing? It's um, uh, uh, so uh, in used to drive car cross country on vacation when I was a poor graduate student and that was the only way I could travel. And we'd stay in these uh, um, roadside motels um, out in the middle of North America. Oh, wow. Uh, these, you know, mom and pop motels. And you, you know, you get the key and you go into your motel unit and uh, uh, and I, I'm I, and and on the and on the commode in the bathroom, there was a strip of paper about oh I don't know inch and a half wide that went around the seat. Yeah, I know and those. On that strip of paper is printed "sanitized for your protection," and that's what executives get. Yeah, it's sanitized information for for someone's protection yeah and and when you can uh when you can uh when an executive knows that she can cut through that because i've been there and i've seen it and i've talked to the real people i've gone to the place i've observed the process and i've talked to the people and i liked what i saw or i didn't like what i saw let's have a conversation about this yeah it's brilliant isn't it it just cuts yeah. through cuts through yeah, and it's simple 
and the culture would with the right approach then for the leaders below them where they're coaching and really working to develop them and help them grow you'll have an amazing culture you know a completely transparent culture where it's all about you know helping the front line but then my job as an executive is to help the leaders below me grow and develop too exactly and it you know and also you know it gives them insight into into their subordinate leaders yeah that they that they probably wouldn't have had before yeah it's amazing so yeah and uh, we're we're doing a um as part of the podcast we're doing a two minute tip element too there's a lot of people are busy you don't get a chance to listen to the full podcast but what for yourself what would be a two minute tip that you'd give to the audience in your area of expertise to help them move forward and you know create a better future for themselves so i would go to the place look at the process you know the ono chalk circle talk to the people um and consider that that what you're looking for is the health of a production system at the front line. Uh, so, so getting coffee cup and a t-shirt that has, you know, the, the program of the, the month is very different from going and seeing yourself. And I think that that element of it is, is real straight Toyota. Go to the floor, go look for yourself and be well enough prepared that you can evaluate um, what you're seeing and where intervention is called for, um, you have the resources to, and the knowledge to at least call for an intervention, if not do the intervention yourself. Yeah, that's powerful. And I could imagine too, David, if, if executives start going to the front line and, and looking in and they find it hard to see what's going on, well, that poses the next step, doesn't it? It's like, we've then got to create the visual controls in the visual workplace so that everyone can see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's a, it's the rare executive. Um, this is especially true. Well, it, it, it's true both in manufacturing, if you have a non-manufacturing executive, because they're in a factory, which can be, you know, noisy, dirty, potentially dangerous, or just foreign. Um, or you've got an office where I don't really understand what the, what the process is here. So you need to, you, you need to, equip them to be successful students, I guess I'd say. Yeah, that's neat. Thanks, Dave. What's been a recent insight that you've had that you didn't know before? What's been a recent learning for you? I'm trying to think. Uh, I think that has more to do with um, um, a program orientation. You know, what's the program of the month? or the program of the quarter, uh, as opposed to um, it's, our, it's our work. What is our work? What adds value to our customers? What, uh, what allows our workers to add the most value um, in, the, in the work that they're doing uh, to, um, uh, I think, not lose focus on an orientation of reducing the interruptions, frustrations, and delays that people experience, whether they're whether they're working with their hands, um, or uh, or or working uh, in a uh, in a computer environment, um, you look, you know, the 
uh, I wouldn't expect a, an executive to necessarily know what the seven wastes are or eight wastes or whatever your list is, but um, it might not be a bad idea to, to, you know, to start with one or two, like waiting, for example. Waiting is a big one. That's a big one. Yeah. Um, or, or some, some other thing that, that, uh, that happens to strike you as, uh, you know, if we could get rid of, of uh, um, passing stuff back and forth, or if we can um, minimize or at least reduce the number of approvals necessary, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it's sort of like, um, it, it's sort of like we're trying to teach them to be mountain climbers, you know, going up a sheer face, but we want to make sure to uh, teach them how to use the, the pitons and the, and the bolts yeah. uh, um, as they work their way up yeah. so that they can identify those elements that will help them get closer to where um, the actual performance or impediments to performance can, can be seen. Mm. Just in time training and coaching. That's, that's powerful. Yeah. I guess too, like you said, Dave, the more it's um, early when you and I are chatting, the more it's pull based where it's really determined based on their main desires or the drivers at the moment, the, the more powerful that learning will be also. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And again, it those there are, there are, responsibilities that are unique to senior managers um, that I don't think they get much help with. No. And, and being able to, to, um, to teach them to be able to reveal um, what, they're, what they're looking at and to understand it and to be able to take appropriate corrective action where necessary, um, that's a real you know, that's, that's helping them do their jobs better and helping them have a better day at work. Yeah. So that, so that they'll be, so that, so that they can have that dinner table conversation. Remember Hermione, who's, I was, I was always complaining about. Yes, dear. I remember that. Well, I, you know, today I had this conversation and I, and I think it's going to be better. That's good. Yeah. Nate, you have a lot better dinner conversations all over the country, all over, all around the town where the business is based. That's awesome. Yeah, that's right. That's hey, David, right. That'd be great. David, how can people reach out to you? Like, I really appreciate the knowledge and insights you've shared. If people want to reach out and study more, learn more, how can they reach out to you and connect? Um, so I'm, I'm easy to find. Uh, my, I've got a website that's in, if you, if you Google David Mann, one of them is a motorcycle artist, no kidding, but the other one is wow. me. Uh, and my contact information is there. Uh, uh, as you and I were talking about earlier, um, I'm, I'm no longer doing on-site consulting, but if you've been um, working through creating a lean culture and have questions, uh, I'm more than happy to to answer your questions, whether individually or, you know, in a group session, uh, whether on Zoom or, or just over uh, just over voice. So Dave, I'm happy to do that. I'm uh, happy to give back. Thanks so much, Dave. Well, Dave, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing your knowledge and insights to help us all create a better future. It's helped me in, you know, the book, Creating a Lean Culture, and I'm sure it will help many more in years to come. Thank you again, David. 
Sure enough, Fred. Thank you for the opportunity. Cheers. What a great episode. Remember, you can go to our website, enterpriseexcellencepodcast.com backslash downloads to get a hold of a lean management system form David has kindly provided. Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast to help others gain insights and create a better future. There were two key takeaways for me from this episode. Make challenges visible. And secondly, lead and support the team's creating value. David made the great point during the episode that a team needs to be able to see where their challenges are occurring. It is impossible to improve something if you can't see what the biggest challenges are. David mentioned many simple systems that teams can use to create visible process, performance, and make challenges visible, enabling focus continuous improvement to occur. The second key takeaway for me was to lead and support the teams creating value. David mentioned the importance of leadership going to where value is created in their organizations to learn. From this learning, they can reflect and take action to improve themselves or to help others if needed to build and sustain a culture of continuous improvement. David also mentioned the importance of the team huddle above the frontline team. This is a team and meeting that is critical to overcoming impediments and supporting continuous improvement where value is created. Frontline teams can't do everything themselves. They are busy producing value. They need support from other teams to overcome challenges and improve for their customers. Thanks again for such an amazing episode, David. We really appreciate you helping us create a better future. Bye for now.